Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Stag Roar. This episode is brought to you by our mates at Modern Pirate, 100% carbon neutral. Modern Pirate makes an amazing range of men's grooming products. And if you're one of our Aussie listeners, then you've probably seen them in your quality barber shop. I've used the pomade in their matte clay paste to style what hair I have left. And their charcoal soap is the business. You can get 10% off every order by simply entering the code STAGROAR at checkout. That's lowercase S-T-A-G-R-O-A-R. Look good and support yet another quality Kiwi export that the Aussies are sure to claim as their own. Check them out at modernpirate.com.au. That code again is STAGROAR. Kia ora and welcome to this episode of STAGROAR. This one's a little bit different. Um, I actually left my laptop behind up in in Auckland and at the Kofara. And so I have no ability to record in my normal fashion. So I decided to go back to the old school and just record it on Anchor, um, which is how this started. If you've gone back and listened to the back catalogue of the stag, well, you would have seen that I started off with a number of little sort of mini episodes. I was listening to Gary V and he said, try out Anchor, record your voice, and um, and you go for it. And in fact, the second episode, Tuesday Chili Vibes, um, is I think in the top seven <laughs> of listen to episodes. It's a four minute 51 episode. And... Um, Morgan Penn's episode has only just over overtaken it. She's she's doing awesome. If you haven't heard that episode, head on back and um, something a little bit different from the the recent Stagger episodes. Who have been talking a bit of hunting. Um, yeah, that one with Morgan, the trainee sexologist or the trained sexologist, was was good fun. But yeah, we um, in the early days I sort of talked uh, morning thoughts. Uh, what's your passion? Namaste must have been on a yoga vibe that day. Start your day winning. Uh, when you have a moment of perfection, an MOP. Um, so that's comes from Dave Galbraith, who's the mental skills coach for the Chiefs. Um, and yeah, moments of perfection. So I think I was in the uh, playoffs for rugby. How to stop your reptile brain. Again, um, very important in rugby, not to lose your cool, where do you place focus, and then uh, 7th, uh, 23rd of July 2017, kicked off the first interview with Liam McElwee, and of course Liam and I did another episode not so long ago, during COVID I think, um, and I sat down and did an interview with him for his Order of Man podcast, so if you want to hear a little bit about me, you can go and listen to Liam's interview that he did with myself. Chris Desmond, of course, interviewed me. I've got that in the catalogue of um, of podcasts here in the Stag Raw. And at episode 35, I did a little bit of a, a recap on myself. So you can go back and listen to that one. That was between... Eddie Rakanui, where we talked about concussion and the ketogenic diet, and I went down and caught up with Luke Taylor at Tailored Health and Fitness 
as it was back then um, before I headed over to Australia. Um, so that was 2018. So the only other time that I've sort of done a non-interview podcast was when I talked about the insane Wim Hof experience I'd had with Mark Clure and Dino Gladstone over there in the Gold Coast in Australia. Um, that's episode 75, so it's just a shorter 33-minute podcast where I go into the incredible places I went that, um, I think it was a Saturday, up there in the Gold Coast with those two legends, Mark and Dino. And uh, the very next episode is actually an, an interview with Dino Gladstone, um, who, if you're a big Bondi Rescue fan, uh, Dino is one of the the body uh, bodyguards, lifeguards from from Bondi Rescue. Um, he still guards the beaches there at Bondi. So yeah, go go back and check it out. So what have I been doing lately? Um, I've sort of been living by the mantra that there's only two people that can have expectations of me and uh, that's my daughter and myself and my expectations should be a lot higher than my two and a half year old daughter. (laughs) So what does that mean? It's meant that... um, yeah, I've been trying to get up to uh, either Pukekohe or Tekofara every fortnight. Super, super lucky. My good friend and colleague, Jagarit Lalu, he, he uh, is one of the directors at Rose Optometrist there in Hamilton. Um, he lives in Tekofara and I can go hang out at his house. Um, there's a trampoline, uh, a slide a swing and and a pool so plenty plenty to do at his place and then also Billy and I will go wander down to Tekofara there's a pretty good playground in Tekofara so yeah that's the the um, sort of vibe I'm on and then of course training for this bloody ultra marathon it's going really good really good Um, last week I covered 35 k's in one day. I had to do it as a sort of a split day, and I'm going to have to do the same again tomorrow to get in 26. This week's a little bit of a, a deload. Um, although the 10k I did last night did on the flats and, and went quite a bit faster, which was which was good. But yeah, the uh, distances they're getting pretty scary. Um, 35k I did the other week was quite hard, especially the first 8k I did. So from my house, it's just under 8k to get to the very top of Tomato Peak. And that's basically going uphill most of the way. And the week before that, my younger brother had been up in Hawke's Bay. He um, He's a server, and so he does a little bit of project management as well and he's project managing um, a couple of Bupa retirement villages, one of which is in Teradale. So he comes and visits about once a month and for this one 
she was up for two nights and so on those two nights we enjoyed uh first night some tomahawk steaks that's our seems to be our little routine now we have tomahawk steaks and sometimes go to the gym together and and um on the second night i slow cooked some of that fallow that i've still got left over i've only got one more primal cut of fallow left so i need to go go out properly hunting and hopefully get successful or uh perhaps call on some mates to do a little bit of um, meat meat stalking on the edge of their their farms but anyway yeah so we had a um she had a bottle of wine both those nights and then i caught up with some mates on the thursday and had had a couple of glasses of wine that night so that definitely showed up when i went to go run the uh, 35 k's for that first eight k's anyway and then um rest was pretty good until I got about 30 k's and then that last 5 k's I think it was mostly that I was just running on these big long Hawke's Bay roads they were flat and it was just a grind but um, I start feeling it in the hamstrings and the and the um, and the glutes just checking the, uh, the screen's gone blank just checking that it's still recording and it looks like it is God, it's always nervous times when you when you're using new technology or, or things you haven't done for a while. When um, the reason why those early episodes were so short is when I first started using Anki, you, you could only get five minutes of recorded audio, and then also in those early episodes, not that they were that long. What what do we do for Liam McElwee? I think we talked for half an hour. Um, I've got my computer and work computer in front of me. Yeah, oh, we did not too bad in that first episode, actually. We talked for 40 minutes, 57 seconds, then 54 minutes. Oh, man, I was doing not bad. Second episode, and then 28.52 for the third, so, and 35 for the third. So, well, yeah, you know, took a bit of practicing getting, getting, being able to talk in a podcast. Um, Tony Dodds, the legend, uh, ex-Olympic and Commonwealth triathlete, now uh, coaching triathlons down there in Central Otago and Dunedin and, and doing a bit of hunting guiding. And then Eddie Dawkins, the big rig, um, sprint cyclist extraordinaire, world, world champion. Uh, is, he's now doing bobsleigh, so that's exciting. Those two were about 47, 49 minutes. And then, yeah, we started cracking the hour at, at uh, regular intervals. Cliff Harvey, Keegan Smith, of course, Ben Logan, Alex McCall, and Don Batiste. Exciting, exciting stuff. Yeah, it's um, lots of fun. Lots of fun being this podcast. So what else have we doing? I finally, yesterday, opened up my diary again. Um, speaking of, I need to send somebody when we get my laptop back a, a copy of the the diary template that I use um, that obviously been on my blog and read the, the diary um, blog and on there I, I say about how I've got a template that I can send out so of course the blogs stagryan.com and yeah there's there's a blog post about diary um, and so been the first time in 
what was it? It was nearly three months. I don't know why I haven't been following my diet, but I've done it the last two days and it's been pretty good. Um, did a bit of free writing, which is just kind of seeing what counts or comes out. And so the prompt I sort of started with, this was after my usual template stuff of a, of a quote, and then uh, three things I'm grateful for, three affirmations, strong, creative, and worthy, and then future gratitude, which was um, how I was feeling yesterday. I was grateful for an immersive experience hearing birds, feeling weather and seeing, um, seeing far, smelling dirt, manure, flowers, rain, wind, sun and snow, vegetation and soil. I have horrific writing. <laughs> I can't even read it. Um, and so yeah, then I started this free free writing exercise. So I went on for about half a page. And uh, I just sort of prompted myself with, what have you been waiting for? Um, the courage is building. Confidence to take the steps. Put in the next... I don't know what I've written there. In front... Ah, oh, that's what it is. The next foot in front of the other. And, in, and achieve... Find the voice, examine, adapt, prepare and execute. What is on the other side of fear? These were some things that I heard in podcasts. That came from Jamie Foxx. It's what he says to his children. What's on the other side of fear? And of course the answer is nothing. <laughs> um, Tim Ferriss followed it up with a... Oh, who's, who wrote that quote? Same dude that wrote Huckleberry Finn. I can't think of it right now. Um, but anyway, the quote goes, In my long life I have known a great many troubles, many of which never happened. How about that, eh? There is nothing to fear but fear itself. That's another quote. Um, and that I've just put down. Flow, intuition is correct. Expectations of yourself and from Billy. See Billy's expectations. Model of her greatness, confidence, and fearlessness. Praise her curiosity. Mm. Those sort of values, um, I think, have been things that have driven driven my life. So, if you've listened to people ask me how I became an optometrist. I was 12, I saw my brother getting his eyes tested, and I thought, that's cool. Um, so, optometry is basically like doing a science experiment every day. It's loads of fun. Um, so obviously someone comes in, you try and make a connection, um, ask them a vast array of questions, ascertain their sort of level of general health and then try to figure out their chief complaint or their key key issue and already you start going over in your head possible reasons for that um, here at our work we have a bunch of information a bunch of data already before someone comes in and then um, I 
do an examination of their eyes with the microscope that we've got. And then you kind of put it all together and and try come up with the best options. Um, and me thinking quite holistically, I'll often have some deeper conversations around sort of, or with some kids it could be the psychology of vision, um, the autonomic nervous system, how that's interacting with the way that their vision functions uh, when it comes to older people or, or diabetic individuals. It can be to do with metabolism, the interaction of glucose and, and insulin. Um, yeah, it's it's a really fun and engaging and interesting job, career, profession, um, vocation, I guess as well. And it probably fits me quite well. It's quite ironic. When I graduated with Specsavers is who I worked for originally, I did a bunch of personality testing on the graduates and the majority of optometry graduates were actually introverted and I had the completely complete opposite um, personality traits to the to most people so in I think it's Myers-Briggs I'm an ENFJ which is the commander type in a uh, disc profile I'm quite strongly dominating um, there's a thing called dotting I'm the red dot with that quite and then with the other two I'm quite evenly yellow and green so sort of creativity and um, the other one oh, an analysis sort of looking um, but then being quite highly dominated in those characteristics I sort of probably lack or, or, or I don't know about lack, but um, the sort of empathetic soft skills don't really show up as easily for me. I've got to be really, really conscious to um, use those parts of my personality. And particularly in some of the, the conversations I've had on here around men's work and dealing with feelings and, and psychology and um, even the mental health stuff. I've sort of mentioned around how creating a vocabulary for feelings and expressions has been one of my big challenges. And that also sometimes shows up in my sort of patient relations. There's the odd, there's the odd time where I rub people up the wrong way <laughs> I had some feedback the other day that uh, the person actually did feel intimidated. I don't know if it was the beard or what, but um, yeah, this feedback's always, always really, I find really beneficial. Um, it's good to see your blind spots, excuse the pun. Um, but yeah, embracing feedback is powerful. Now, I don't know whether that's from what I was went to my first national junior swimming competition when I was eight. So, yeah, a few years of of competitive sports and being coached um, is about constant feedback. Uh, and and I think that that 
holds holds me in good stead. Obviously, I've got so much to learn, and and that's partly what this podcast is about: is learning from other people. Um, but yeah, I, I truly believe that that sports help you to become a real well-rounded individual. Um, that episode two, Thomas Nabs, um, he has the organisation called The Waterboy. We've spoken to Thomas a couple of times, actually. Um, episode two, and I'll just find it here, uh, episode 44. So that was in um, August 2018. Thomas Nabs uh, runs a social enterprise called The Waterboy, and it's a fantastic organisation that it links up professional businesses and helps them deploy their funds in a charitable way to uh, underprivileged individuals and get them into sport. Allows them access, breaks down the barriers to sport. So um, in a lot of cases, they'll get the children a bike so that they can get to their sport of choice um, a lot of the times that can be quite hard I r- remember even for myself growing up you know I lived 10 minutes out of town and I'd often bike to my soccer practice or, or to swimming or water polo volleyball um, just because you know when there's one, when there's one car around or or uh, other people are going in other directions sometimes you've got to look after yourself so that's a that's a really awesome skill as well around uh, prioritising your time, uh, managing your time and um, being responsible for getting yourself from A to B, getting yourself to somewhere on time, whether it's training or, or, or a game. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of an empowering tool for the kid but also um, an awesome skill that they need to execute. And then if, um, the funds also help them to get the equipment to do the do the sport, and then also creates a real nice relationship between the the business that's sponsoring the child and the child with uh, some adult influence. So, yeah, um, go back and have a good listen to those episodes if you haven't listened to Thomas speak on on what he's up to, and and, and check out the Waterboy because yeah, it's a really really cool. Uh, social enterprise that's now been running for well since that 2017 so going on three years and um, yeah Thomas has had sort of the chiefs and the Bay of Plenty Magic uh, Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic involved with that a lot of the rowers I see that he's um, organising a masquerade ball there in the Waikato in the uh, I think at the end of the month or, or start of next month um raising funds for the water boy so yeah some exciting things from the water boy and, and super proud of what thomas has done and put his foot out there um done business in a in a slightly different way uh that's that's super cool and, and, and super exciting um what else as i talked about with ryan nicholson recently uh, just really trying to have a look at finances. Um, me and my brothers 
uh, well, my my granddad, who um, he lived to be 92, he worked as a, a dental technician for a long time in the footsteps of his father. But when I was growing up, he was working in insurance, um, so there wasn't really too much. Um, and my other grandfather was in insurance, and so there wasn't. And then my parents, dad was a teacher and then an engineer, and, and my mum was a lab technician and then um, worked in in health at, at South Southern Hospital. So there wasn't really too much going on around business in our family. Um, cousins and extended families in business, but yeah, in our family, not not too much around business. The only real exposure I said I had to business operations was in sixth form I did accounting and it was bloody hard actually because I didn't do fifth form accounting and they sort of told me Ryan you'll be smart enough you'll be able to do it but boy was it hard I ended up getting a tutor. Um, I think I didn't get one of the NCA papers or credits or I can't remember what they're called in accounting, but I, I did pass it, and I think I even managed to get a excellent out, excellence out of one of them in a in a merit. But yeah, that's that's my slim exposure to business. And so, eight years deep into optometry, that's sort of one of the one of my key focuses is on uh, getting into directorship. I've got a fellow classmate that's that's a director now, which is pretty awesome. And so that's also where I'd like to be but unfortunately for me I haven't really stayed in one place for too long um, I did 18 months in my first job with Specsavers and then I did two and a half years in the Waikato a year over in Australia and now I've been um, here in Hawke's Bay for what's that just under 18 months on the 13th of November will be 18 months so I haven't been here that long either, but um, yeah, that was one of the, the main reasons for coming to Hawke's Bay is to try and become a director. So of course that means there's a gigantic knowledge gap for me in raising funds and then, then managing business. So um, what I've sort of been doing is playing with sharesies. Um, that was what Ryan Nicholson and I talked about and just doing um, ET an ETF on there which is quite fun and then there's another ETF that I've bought separately um, in, which is in US so actually I'll bring it up and then sort of at the advice of Alex's dad I've bought a little bit of Z Energy which is at quite a low at the moment and so I didn't really know why I bought Z Energy I just kind of took his advice he said oh it's at a good price at the moment maybe maybe buy Z Energy so I did that and then I've been after the weekend I've been listening to The Investors Podcast which is quite interesting uh, these guys are value traders which was again another term that I didn't really know about um, the other US fund is the SmartShares US Large Growth Fund. So that's at um, a reasonable risk. Oh, 
risk of five out of seven, so high risk and potentially high return. Mm, interesting. <laughs> it's all so far gibberish to me, but yeah, that's what I've been sort of playing with. And trying to move forward from being an employee to creating wealth and also being a leader, a director, living up to that um, Myers-Briggs uh, sort of classification that I talked about before. And it's, it's very sort of scary <laughs> going into the unknown. That's kind of why I was sort of finding those sort of positive affirmations about being capable, um, about there's nothing really to fear and it's the same with the running like every time the long runs distance goes up it becomes quite scary one because it kind of hurts and, and two because it's something I've never done before if you've been following along on Instagram at the Stagroy you would have seen when I post the the uh, map my run up for my long runs I'll write longest run ever because prior to <coughs> starting this training, the longest I'd ever run was around the bridges in Hamilton, which I think is 12Ks. And uh, so up until when I went into the trap line in the car, because I'd, I'd never run a half marathon before, and now I've trained four of them, I think. And I, I had to laugh the, the other week um, that was when I did 29 k's. I got to the top of, of Tomato Peak and um, I had a message there from Helen Waterworth asking what I was up to and I was sort of saying to her, oh, just got to the top of Tomato, 20, 21 k's to go and I was on my way down Tomato Peak thinking, um, how ridiculous is that? Ryan, four weeks, oh, three weeks ago you'd, you'd never run a half marathon before and now you just sort of laissez-faire saying oh, there's only 21 k's to go <laughs> which just has been it's been a really powerful tool in that we limit ourselves based on our fear um, we'll, we often don't push ourselves because of the hurt and that's what's what's been really 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 exciting about running and it's the same with hunting and it's the same with competitive sport that it creates this sort of proof of concept that you can do difficult things and achieve great things if you just push you just put that foot one foot in front of the other and it can take you to amazing places and that's again with this creating a habit around investing even though I have no idea what I'm doing but it's the habit and the knowledge and the little micro things that you learn along the way like for example with the Z shares uh, I, I bought them based on advice to because they were cheap and then listening to these guys on the investor po investors podcast they were going like you know why are you buying a certain company when potentially the index will all do better and so then that forced me to sort of look into the energy and see 
how they sort of make money as as a company and, and sort of try and analyze why it is that their price is so low and, and over the last six years why their prices sort of dropped lower and lower um, and also um, yeah can consider them as a buy and and, and what I, what I get out of it so obviously this is not any financial advice um, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing but then again it's the same as putting those things out there into the world often often you connect with with different people around different things so that's also a bit you know parallel with what the podcast is about um the catch cries life less ordinary uh many of the people that i've interviewed do that one thing just a little bit different and it's exploring success, exploring challenges, exploring how different people go around it. Um, it kind of like with the running, like with going hunting. It's it's a proof proof to yourself. It's proving to yourself that things are possible. Um, if you're listening to the podcast and you're hearing someone who's no different to you and I, but they've achieved something. It sort of shows you that it is possible that your dream is possible and that selfishly for me is really exciting because as I talk about often my dream is the deer farm that's this big space there's the animals there's the integrative agriculture a sort of regenerative integrative farming system there's native trees, there's birds, there's low pests, um, there's accommodation, there's a restaurant, it's kind of a destination. It uh, introduces people to venison, to to the outdoors, to physical challenge. Um, yeah, it's like yoga and CrossFit and archery all, all mixed into one. Um, a lot of it's inspired by what Bert Siren has with Siren X Outdoors. Um, I've been pushing that podcast a bit, the Bert Siren podcast, partly because for some one reason or another, um, there was a period there where a lot of those episodes sort of didn't really get pl- didn't really get played. So uh, there's sort of Dom Rapson. Um, and Michael Lewis, which was another big episode around concussion. Um, and yeah, Bert Soren's episode was episode 72. So if you're a fan of John Dudley, or you were listening to the latest Cameron Haynes and Joe Rogan episode, they were talking about Sorenex. And so Sorenex is the gym equipment that Cameron Haynes has, and also... Uh, Bert's just built a gym for John Dudley and I believe he's also just built Joe Rogan's latest gym. So the Sorenex equipment um, is in a lot of places. It's in a lot of college gyms and it's in a lot of NFL gyms and it's epic stuff. And um, if you're following Blood Origins, Bert is on um, one of 
the videos that are soon to be released. So, yeah, I'd encourage you to go to episode 70, 72 and have a good good listen to the man behind that. Um, it's an hour 44, so we had a pretty pretty good yarn. I was up in the middle of the night um, over there in Australia, and it was lots of fun. And that came off the back of uh, talking with Brady Cervantes, uh, Tatonka, um, episode 71. My good friend Kaifanu, she had met both um, Brady and Bert at um, Sorenex Outdoors. Um, she had sort of taught them how to do some survival skills, how to light fires. Of course, Kai's a ex-stunt woman and, and been on Naked and Afraid a couple of times. Um, she's been on the, I think it's the race out of the Himalayas that's on Discovery that Josh James has recently been on as well. So Kai's on that. Um, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. And yeah, so she'd met these two legends um, over there in South Carolina and, and we had some really wicked conversations. Um, another one that was recorded around that time, actually straight after Barrett in episode 73, was Zach Bitter. Um, so... Zach is the fastest man over 100 miles. He did it on a track. And then during COVID, he ran 100 miles on a treadmill. And so he has the world record for 100 miles flat and 100 miles on the tre- treadmill. Um, so yeah, he's episode 73. So I don't know what was going on in that period. Um, episode 74 uh, got missed by a number of people as well. But yeah, something, something was up. And... and yeah, I'd encourage you, a lot of you to head back into into the depths of the podcast. I think partly what's happened, and it's also partly the reason why Matthew Gibson's podcast from The Educator Hunter did so well, is on Apple, I think, Apple created a new season or something like that. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't do that, but it meant that uh, all the time, and that's why I've changed the link, on my Instagram to be the Spotify link because it takes you to the specific episode. But I think when people were clicking on the iTunes link that I used to post, it was taking them to Matt Gibson's episode uh, instead of these the, the latest episodes. So that's where subscribing, of course, is really important because if you're subscribing, then... Excuse me. If you're subscribing, then the latest episode just comes up in your podcast player. Um, and, and so, yeah... Uh, that's 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 just what what I'd like to add. There's some some really really cool people going on in there. Um, so as I said, episode seventy five was the last time I did one of these episodes. Just myself talking, and that was around my Wim Hof experience, which I did. Um, and then of course last year in October, um, at Labour Weekend. Uh, Labor weekend? Yeah, that's what's coming up, isn't it? Queen's birthday weekend. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I caught up with Nigel Beach up there in um, Mount Moganui. And we had an awesome Wim Hof session on the beach, which was fantastic. And then he came down to Hooks Bay and did a seminar, which was bloody awesome. Um, I met... Uh, a kidney specialist there and, and we've become good mates um, but 
Nigel holds retreats all over the place um, and he's coming back to Hawke's Bay at the end of end of must be the end of this month gee whiz um, let's see so I talked to Nigel Jay Reeve he was champ trying to free Dad Burns let's see where that episode was Nigel Beach episode 136 um, it's only an hour that one but I think I linked also to Nigel's episode that he did maybe no Nigel also has a really epic episode with Art Green and Matilda um, and yeah it just really goes into what Nigel's all about Nigel's a physiotherapist up there in Tauranga and just takes this really holistic approach and is an absolute wizard when it comes to Wim Hof method um, as I said he's got retreats coming up in Auckland Hawke's Bay and I think he's going back to Christchurch he's just recently been there down in Christchurch um, and he's going back soon so yeah the Element Health's Wim Hof experience is something to go and check out um, I've been plugging away with it on the Stagger Instagram page if you haven't seen those videos and the stories um, yeah go to Element Health and, and check it out and uh, get your tickets for that event because it's going to be bloody awesome um, I hope to be there at the Hawks Bay event and it's going to be bloody exciting um, to do another guided Wim Hof experience of course the other week I did one by myself at Maraita sort of Falls here in Hawks Bay um, it was powerful and did five rounds and yeah left this planet it was it's it's when you know you know you're doing it right something about running water I think really really helps um, and then I had a good sort of four or five minute dip in the waters there they are quite cold but um, yeah at the, at the Wim Hof retreat with Nigel he'll take you facilitate you through some breath work um, before that he goes through all the science that Wim himself has sort of proven and goes into my favourite topic the autonomic nervous system um, talks about the importance of sunlight um, sleep yeah it's it's very very comprehensive very awesome then you do some breath work as I said and then jump in the the ice bath which is bloody awesome excuse me I'm gonna have to have a drink of water that's better throat was tickling glass bottle um, <coughs> whether or not the old plastic bottles mess with your hormone signaling who would know but Glass seems pretty inert. <laughs> pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's basically me at the moment. I will be in the Mount at Labour Weekend, I hope, I think. Uh, me and Billy are going to go there and, and stay with, with my good mate um, in the Mount. So if you're about, give us a holler. If you're down here in Hawke's Bay, give us a holler. And... Um, love to catch up with you this has been fun um, I hope you've sort of enjoyed it and, and uh, got a little bit of insight a little bit more in, insight into who I am and behind behind the podcast um, I'll be doing a, a follow up 
episode with Francisco on his Altitude and Trails podcast, so that's going to be lots of fun. It's always really good to be interviewed by someone else and try communicate and, and articulate your own thoughts on things. So I think we're going to talk a little bit about lifestyle, so that'll be really, really good. Um, there's an episode on Will Fleming's Please Bow My Mind. Me and, and Liam McElwee joined Will one day for an episode there. There's an episode uh, with Chris Desmond. Um, there's an episode with Paul Michaels. Um, and then, of course, the Educated Hunter boys have reposted the episode that I did, one with Matt Gibson and one with Kieran Olin. But, of course, you've probably listened to that here on the Stagor as well. So, yeah, there's, there's the odd episode of me out there um, on whatever podcast app app you listen to of course if you're a fan of this podcast if you can leave a rating after you finish listening to a to an episode and even better if you can spend you know 20 seconds or a minute writing a little bit of a review that helps shed the word same on if you're on on the grabs if you can like and interact with the posts that always seems to help things reach more people whether that's important or not, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's so cool hearing from people on the direct message. So yeah, don't be afraid. Um, there's nothing to fear on the other side of fear. Uh, yeah, hit me up. And thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully next week I'll have another guest. I should have another guest. And uh, we'll move forward. Uh That'll be episode 165, so that's pretty exciting. Thanks very much. Um, Be sure to check out the links to Modern Pirate and Prove It in the show notes. Um, And of course, my Instagram handles, Twitter, the blog, the website. Gee whiz, there's a lot of socials there, but um, yeah, check it out. Love to hear from you. And yeah, I'm going to press stop. Awesome.